Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His words so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Each Christian has the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of them to help them exercise the fruit of the Spirit, which is self-control. I have the ability, through God, to control my body, my thoughts, my actions in a way that's honorable and holy. Not sticking my head in the sand, not wearing long clothes or whatever. I have a way to allow myself to overcome those sexual temptations. We all have them, and they stay with us for life. Today, Pastor Mark teaches that all humans are designed with a spiritual and moral nature. Aside from this, each Christian has access to the power of the Holy Spirit living inside them to exercise self-control. This really puts a damper on the excuse that the devil made you do it, or the tendency to put the blame on someone else or a situation. It's Satan's goal to help you to slip into his trap, but it's your decision to become ensnared. Scripture says God provides an escape for every temptation known to man. That means there's nothing new that he hasn't thought of that he can make you do the wrong thing. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 6, verse 15, with our continuing study entitled, Biblical blueprint of marriage. Everybody knows that sleeping together before you're married or having sex before marriage is wrong. No, they do not. I counsel many people, many young people come to this church. Through our teachings, they hear this and they go, they separate, they get married later, they move out, they come and they counsel with us. See, it's not known. So it is a sin. The next sin that this word means is adultery. Certainly, you know what that is. That's sexual intercourse between a married person and a partner of somebody else. Is that sin? Absolutely. This also includes homosexuality, sexual relationships between two men, lesbianism, sexual relationships between two women, bestiality. The Bible speaks about it numbers of times. Intercourse, sexual intercourse with animals. You say, well, Pastor Mark, that's pretty crude. Why would you even mention that today? Because it's very common in our world. The internet is filled with that. And the last one, even more disheartening, is the sin of incest. Sexual relations with close relatives. Any intimate sexual activity outside of marriage is sexual immorality. Let me clarify that. Some of you look and say, well, Pastor Mark, I haven't done this and this and this and this. And those six things, I'm okay. But let's talk about some other things that are also sexual immorality. You don't have to complete the sex act to be guilty of a sexual sin. Where, where else can you do it? Well, sexual touching. Not just touching, but sexual touching. Undressing each other. Sexual dancing, a huge one today. We can simulate the whole act 
think it's great. It is not great. It is impure. It's to be in the bedroom. It is not to be on the dance floor. And let me share one just frankly with you this morning. I'll touch on it lightly and then move past. Our kids today have been duped, and we know this because two of our, two of our people on staff work, uh, teach through pregnancy resources. They're on our staff, our youth pastor and, and his, one of his assistants, and they are allowed now to go in our high schools, and they teach a class on sexuality and abstinence from pregnancy resources. Awesome. All Basically, many unbeliever kids, and they just teach. If you mention the words oral sex in our students and the word abstinence, they don't believe that oral sex is a sexual sin. They believe that is an out so that you don't get sexual diseases, which is wrong, I'll show you in a moment, but it doesn't get rid of your virginity. In other words, it's an okay act. In fact, if you know this or not, in our city, you say, well, this couldn't happen in Melbourne. In our city, in some of our high schools, we have oral sex clubs. Not formal, they're underground. So I want to say to you this morning, it doesn't have to be the final act. All of those areas are sin outside of marriage. We need to know what's happening in our world and you need to understand the pressures that our kids have and how much finagling Satan has done with the Etch-A-Sketch. All of those areas are sin. Now why are they sin? Well, they're sin for two reasons. Number one, well, actually three. God says they're sin, but they're sin for another reason. It's because they don't fulfill God's initial command. You remember when God said to Adam and Eve, he says, go ahead, enjoy each other. One of the purposes of enjoying each other was to bring little Johnny and little Susie into the world. Let me just point out two or three of those areas, two of them. You can go through the rest of the list. I'm not going to take time this morning. The world tells us this morning in bold letters, sexual activity between two males is perfectly fine. Long as they're loving and they care, it's perfectly fine. Let's go back to the first command. God made one male and one female. Those parts fit together exquisitely by God. You're able to produce with a male and a female, what? Children. That was his initial command. Let's have a man beside me. Now, no matter how much I say I love him, will there ever be children from us? You say, well, yeah, the world's taking care of it. Yeah, they have. Now we have what? Adoptions. I feel so hurt for those little kids. Now, let's just replace that with two loving women. Any better luck? It's an abomination to God. We love the people. He hates the sin. You can go through all the other sins. Exactly the same. Incest, bestiality, all the rest. Even masturbation. Can produce a child? No. So see, when we move outside the simple fences of God, you say, well, man, that's limiting it too much. Limiting it? Look where we've got. Because we moved outside the fence. Inside the fence is awesome. It's great. We'll have more time to talk about that. Outside? doesn't matter what the world says. God's word says no sexual activity outside of marriage. Let me just stop. Even as I'm at this point, some of you are hurting because you've already blown it. It's all right. God forgives. He starts again. So just listen up. Get it right this time. It's also a sin. Turn back to 1 Corinthians 6, verse 15. It's also a sin because it destroys the oneness of 
that God commanded. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 15, look at it. Paul says this. Let me explain this before I read it. Watch this. When I become a Christian, here's what happens. God, through the person of the Holy Spirit, comes in and lives in me. In the body that I live in right now, if you look at my body, it's the temple of the Holy Spirit. I have the Holy Spirit in me. Now that means that I don't have control over my own body. It doesn't mean I'm going to go screaming down the aisle. It means that I can't just live like I want to anymore. I have a God in me that wants to direct my life. Now I can yield to it or rebel against it. But Paul's going to say, the Holy Spirit lives in you. God lives in you. Now if he lives in you, be careful how you act. Even in the sexual area. Well, look at verse 15. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I take the members of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? Never. Do you know that he who unites himself with a prostitute, you can put she there, is one with her in body? For it is said the two will become one flesh. You see what happened is Satan has said this to us. When you have sex, it's not a big deal. It's just, be, it's just a physical act that brings nice physical release. And the world has coined a phrase, casual sex. It's okay. But see, we're not animals. We're way different than animals. We have inside of us a spiritual and moral nature. It isn't casual sex. It is the most intimate act of our being. So when a man and a woman in marriage make love... It involves our entire being, our physical, our psychological, our mental, and our spiritual. Because of that, God says, you cannot go outside the fence of marriage. It isn't just a, a neat one-night fling. It is, involves every part of our being. And those of you that have sinned in that area already know the guilt and the, man, I wish I wouldn't have. And it's just not casual. We're not animals. We're God's created being with a soul. Now turn back just a few books of 1 Thessalonians. I want you to see a really neat passage quickly. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Look at verse 3. Here's a great plan for all of our lives, married, single, whatever. It is God's will that you be sanctified, holy, set apart. That you should avoid sexual immorality. What did that sexual immorality mean? All those things I just listed to you. All those sins. That each of you should learn to control his own body in a way that is holy and honorable. Not in passionate lust like the heathen who do not know God. So each Christian has the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of them to help them exercise the fruit of the Spirit, which is self-control. I have the ability through God to control my body, my thoughts, my actions in a way that's honorable and holy. Not prudish, not sticking my head in the sand, not wearing long clothes or whatever. I have a way to allow myself to overcome those sexual temptations. We all have them. And they stay with us for life. It's a sexual drive. But I have the power of God living in me to help me produce that self Control. I can't control your thoughts. I can't control what you watch on the internet or the TV or read the man. I can't. I have to control my own with God. Notice there's a difference between a Christian and those who don't know God. Those that do not know God can't control it. 
That is the normal lifestyle. It is expected. But we are different. Now, back to Proverbs chapter 5, verse 3. Here's our third point. Be aware of the danger of temptation. Don't go there. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 3. We'll just do this one verse, then we'll go to chapter 7, then we'll come back to 5. Remember now, this is God. If you're single, this is God speaking to you about temptation sexually, whether you're a girl or a guy. If we're married, God's speaking to us about how to control our, our thoughts and our mind and, and people walking past us and, you know, people at the office or people at school, uh, you know, driving on the road at the be- wherever. This is, this is God speaking to us as married people how to control that. Notice why the danger of temptation. For the lips of an adulteress are full of cold sores. Is that what it says? No. And her speech, you can't understand. No. See, I mean, if sin was ugly, we wouldn't sin. I mean, if this is a, a girl or a guy, ugly as a stick, stuff all over them, can't speak, you can't, can you? I mean, we, we go, oh, really, I'm tempted. I'm really tempted. <laughs> we wouldn't be tempted. Notice, sexual sin is often fun and pleasurable and very exciting. I mean, that's why it's sin. Because we're tempted to do that. If having sex outside of marriage or before marriage was horrible, no enjoyment, nobody would do it. It is fun for a season. So notice, her lips drip honey. Her speech is smoother than oil. And turn over to chapter 7, down to verse 6. This is a picture of a young man going down the street toward temptation. You can, make it a, you can make it not only a man going down the street, but you can make a young lady going down the street. And as we read this, I want to show you what the father says to this young man. You need to fence off that street. Watch, here we go. Verse 6, at the window of my house, I looked out through the lattice. I saw among the simple, I noticed the young men, a youth who lacked judgment. He was going down the street near her corner, walking along the way in the direction of her house. At twilight, as the day was fading, as the night, the dark of the night set in, out came a woman to meet him, dressed like a prostitute with crafty intent. She is loud and defiant. Her feet never stay at home. Now in the street, now in the square, at every corner she lurks. She took hold of him and kissed him. And with brazen face she said, I have fellowship offerings at home today. I have fulfilled my vows. So I come out to meet you. I looked for you. By the way, temptation always looks for us. And have found you. I have covered my bed with colored linens from Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh and aloes and cinnamon. Come, let's drink deep of love till morning. Let's enjoy ourselves with love. My husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He took his purse filled with money and he will not be home till full moon. And with pervasive words, she led him astray. She seduced him with her smooth talk. 
You see, in this story, we have this young man walking down the street toward a very sexually tempting woman. Just picture me. This is the young man. And as he's getting ready to turn this corner, because down this street is this girl, is this woman. What God says is, as you see that temptation, just put the fence up and keep on going. Don't turn down the street. You know what's there. The temptation is full-blown. It's very enticing. Just keep going. Now, I want to move that street illustration to this illustration. I want you to see the things that we have to avoid in our lives. There's many others, but here's some. As you and I are walking down the streets of life, we have to avoid the street of drugs and alcohol. I really believe if you're a Christian, you should never be watching MTV. Now, I'm not a guy that has a lot of yeses and noes. I don't believe you should have lots of noes in a church, except the ones that God gives. But I want to tell you, MTV is satanic. And it's filled with nothing good that will ever lead you into a walk with God. It will always take you away from God. Always. Not only that, but many other television programs, the same. Notice the road of R and X, many PG-13 movies. The next time you go to a movie, and I'm not a prude at all, but the next time you go to a movie and you sit through that movie and you find three or four sexual intercourses, a few negative things, uh, lots of swearing, five or six F-words, whatever, as you're sitting there, would you feel comfortable with God sitting next to you? When you leave the place, are you built up or tore down? Well, Pastor Mark, I'm an adult. Yes, that's why they've put that stuff in front of you but it will do nothing but corrode you. Now, I'm not saying you just have to go to Disney or whatever. So you just have to be careful what we watch. Let's move on. Sexual dancing we talked about. The magazines you looked at. Ladies, the romance novels. Do you know today we can have full everything we want in the privacy of our home and nobody knows because of the Internet? Well, God knows. And do you know that I'm dealing with that in people's lives in this church? Destroying marriages. Along with the next one, can you believe full-on Christians would have relationships with people on chat rooms that they've never seen before? Yes, I'm dealing with it. I have counseling with it. Why? Because they went down the wrong road. The oneness, the unity in our marriages destroyed, so we go out to a stranger to give our intimate part of our lives. So proper is all the rest. So all God is saying is this. As you read this passage here in Proverbs, be careful. We all can be tempted. We all can absolutely. There isn't a person. You, some of you uh, kind of look at me strange this morning. Man, I, I could never be tempted in this sexual area. You're in trouble. Yes, you can. Scripture says, be careful. You, you think you're standing because you can fall. I know I can fall. Every one of us can fall. So we have to put these fences up. Now, there's one other issue. Sometimes in our marriages, single lives, you don't have time to put up a fence. What you want to do is just run. You say, well, that's a chicken thing to do. Yeah, but it's a safe thing to do. See, sometimes I don't have to say, well, let me give me another block here and I'll build this one up. Give me another block and I'll build it. You don't have time for the block. Just run. Joseph, you remember Potiphar's wife was there. She had that Victoria's Secret thing on. It just came. She put that little guy on and he ran. 
He didn't go, mm, what page is this? Let me see if it looks like... No, he ran. He ran. And it saved him. Sometimes we just have to run. Forget the fence. Why are we doing this? Because we're protecting our mates, our children, our Christian reputation, ourselves, our virginity. Number four, turn back to Proverbs chapter five. Be aware of ongoing disasters of sin. If we go down this road, the father wants to say to the son, if you go down this road, nothing good's going to happen. Let's look at it quickly. But in the end, she had, verse four, in the end, she is bitter as gall. What happened to the sweet lips? Bitter as gall now. Sharp as a double-edged sword, her feet go down to death, her steps lead to the grave. She gives no thought of her way of life, her paths are crooked, she knows it not. Now then, my sons, listen to me. Do not turn aside from what I say. Keep to a path far from her. Don't go near her door, lest you give your best to others and your years to the one who is cruel, lest strangers feast on your wealth and toil enrich another man's house. At the end of your life you will groan when your flesh and body are spent. Verse 11 is a great definition of AIDS. You will say, how I hated discipline, how my heart spurned correction. I would not obey my teachers or listen to my instructors. I have come to the brink of utter ruin in the midst of whole assembly. I know there'll be people listening to this tape, and I know you're here, some of you this morning. And I'm talking and you're going, yeah, cool. I'm not going that way. I'm having too much fun. I already told you it was fun. But this is the outcome I'm talking about. This is what's coming. You say, oh, no, I'm protected. There's not a problem. This is what's coming. Now, I want to show you six STDs this morning and just talk about them quickly. Sexually transmitted diseases that are relevant today in our lives are chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis. In chlamydia, it's the most widespread disease now in the United States. Here's the problem with chlamydia. 85% of women and 40% of men with chlamydia do not have any symptoms. 85% of women, no symptoms, so they don't even know they have it. Well, what does it cause? Well, PID, pelvic inflammatory disease, it can cause infertility, it can also cause all kinds of infections in you, tubal pregnancies, in the guy, epididymitis, I mean, you name it, sterility in a guy. Gonorrhea, syphilis, we're familiar with those. Let me talk about three viruses, herpes, human papillomavirus, and HIV. Do you know that those three viruses, there is no cure. No cure. Let me talk to you about herpes simplex. This is not cold sore. This is herpes simplex type 2. Do you know how many people are infected with herpes in our world each year? 45 million people each year. No cure. All kinds of disasters from it. All kinds of problems. And by the way, for some of you that are young and think you have it all together, let me just tell you from my background so you'll understand. Do you know that you can catch herpes simplex type 2 with nothing more than French kissing? What a great message from Pastor Mark. It's about time someone tells it like it really is to bring to the surface the evil that's wreaking havoc in our lives and causing permanent damage in its wake. Even though sexual sin is often fun, pleasurable, and exciting, we must be aware of the ongoing destruction from this kind of wickedness. If you're ever going to do life right, remember what you learned today. Short-term excitement turns into long-term disaster. 
Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. God designed marriage, and it's got the potential to be one of the most fulfilling, intimate relationships you'll ever experience. To help it reach appropriate levels of expectation, you must familiarize yourself with the Creator and incorporate His biblical standards. Make sure to tune in next time on Lessons for Living to be encouraged and challenged to bring God into the equation and finally experience this part of life as He intended. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He is giving Lord, let us hear your